there, friends, and welcome to the One Year Chronological Bible Podcast. My name is Emily Mowry, and I will be your host for this daily reading of the Bible with the hopes of finishing in a single year. Whether this is your first time reading the Bible or you have made daily practice of it for many years, I pray that this podcast will strengthen your walk with Christ and be a blessing to you and those around you. What makes this podcast unique is that we read scripture in chronological order as opposed to the traditional Genesis to Revelation book by book reading. I have been making this my daily practice since the year 2007, and I cannot tell you how much it has blessed my walk with Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says in his epistle to Timothy that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Likewise, the psalmist says, The word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We will be reading from the New Living Translation version of the One Year Chronological Bible. Today is February 26th, and our reading comes from Leviticus 27, 1-34, and Numbers 1, 1-54. I pray this reading is a blessing to you, and without further ado, let's get started. Redeeming Gifts Offered to the Lord, Leviticus 27, 1-34 The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the Israelites. If you make a special vow to dedicate someone to the Lord by paying the value of that person, here is the scale of values to be used. A man between the ages of 20 and 60 is valued at 50 pieces of silver. A woman of that age is valued at 30 pieces of silver. A boy between 5 and 20 is valued at 20 pieces of silver. A girl of that age is valued at 10 pieces of silver. A boy between the ages of one month is five years is valued at five pieces of silver. A girl of that age is valued at three pieces of silver. A man older than 60 is valued at 15 pieces of silver. A woman older than 60 is valued at 10 pieces of silver. If you desire to make such a vow but cannot afford to pay the prescribed amount, go to the priest and he will evaluate your ability to pay. You will then pay the amount decided by the priest. If your vow involves giving a clean animal, one that is acceptable as an offering to the Lord, then your gift to the Lord will be considered holy. The animal should never be exchanged or substituted for another, neither a good animal for a bad one, nor a bad animal for a good one. But if such an exchange is in fact made, then both the original animal and the substitute will be considered holy. But if your vow involves an unclean animal, one that is not acceptable as an offering to the Lord, then you must bring the animal to the priest. He will assess its value, and his assessment will be final. If you want to redeem the animal, you must pay the value set by the priest, plus 20%. If you dedicate a house to the Lord, the priest must come to assess its value. The priest's assessment will be final. If you wish to redeem the house, you must pay the value set by the priest, plus 20%. Then the house will belong to you. If you dedicate to the Lord a piece of your ancestral property, its value will be assessed by the amount of seed required to plant it, 50 pieces of silver for an area that produces five bushels of barley seed. If the field is dedicated to the Lord in the year of Jubilee, then the entire assessment will apply. But if the field is dedicated after the year of Jubilee, the priest must assess the land's value in proportion to the years left until the next year of Jubilee. If you decide to redeem the dedicated field, you must pay the land's value as assessed by the priest, plus 20%. Then the field will again belong to you. But if you decide not to redeem the field, or if the field is sold to someone else by the priest, it can never be redeemed. 
When the field is released in the year of Jubilee, it will be holy, a field specially set apart for the Lord. It will become the property of the priests. If you dedicate to the Lord a field that you have purchased, but which is not part of your ancestral property, the priest must assess its value based on the years until the next year of Jubilee. You must then give the assessed value of the land as a sacred donation to the Lord. In the year of Jubilee, the field will be released to the original owner from whom you purchased it. All the value assessments must be measured in terms of the standard sanctuary shekel. You may not dedicate to the Lord the firstborn of your cattle or sheep because the firstborn of these animals already belong to him. However, if it is the firstborn of a ceremonially unclean animal, you may redeem it by paying the priest's assessment of its worth plus 20%. If you do not redeem it, the priest may sell it to someone else for its assessed value. However, anything specially set apart by the Lord whether a person, an animal, or an inherited field, must never be sold or redeemed. Anything devoted in this way has been set apart for the Lord as holy. A person specially set apart for, by the Lord for destruction cannot be redeemed. Such a person must be put to death. A tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain or fruit, belongs to the Lord and must be set apart to him as holy. If you want to redeem the Lord's tenth of the fruit or grain, you must pay its value plus 20%. The Lord also owns every tenth animal counted off from your herds and flocks. They are set apart to him as holy. The tenth animal must not be selected on the basis of whether it is good or bad, and no substitutions will be allowed. If any exchange is in fact made, then both the original animal and the substituted one will be considered holy and cannot be redeemed. These are the commands that the Lord gave to the Israelites through Moses on Mount Sinai. Israel's First Census, Numbers 1, 1-54 through 54. One day in mid-spring, during the second year after Israel's departure from Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses in the tabernacle in the wilderness of Sinai. He said, Take a census of the whole community of Israel by their clans and families. List the names of all the men, twenty years old or older, who are able to go to war. You and Aaron are to direct the project, assisted by one family leader from each tribe. These are the tribes and names of the leaders chosen for the task. From Reuben, the leader, Eliezer, son of Shedur. From Simeon, Shelmuel, son of Zerushadai. From Judah, Nashan, son of Amminadab. From Issachar, Nathanael, son of Zuar. From Zebulun, Eliab, son of Helon, from Ephraim, son of Joseph, Elishama, son of Amihud, from Manasseh, son of Joseph, Gamaliel, son of Pedhusur, from Benjamin, Abidon, son of Gideonai, from Dan, Ahizar, son of Amishadai, from Asher, Pajil, son of Akron, from Gad, Eliasaph, son of Jewel, from Naphtali, Ahira, son of Enon. These tribal leaders, head of their own families, were chosen from among all the people. Now Moses and Aaron and the chosen leaders called together the whole community of Israel on that very day. All the people were registered according to their ancestry by their clans and families. The men of Israel, twenty years old or older, were registered one by one, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So Moses counted the people there in the wilderness of Sinai. This is a number of men, twenty years old or older, who were able to go to war, each listed according to its own clan and family. 
from the tribe of Reuben, Jacob's oldest son, 46,500. From the tribe of Simeon, 59,300. From the tribe of Gad, 45,650. From the tribe of Judah, 74,600. From the tribe of Issachar, 54,400. From the tribe of Zebulun, 57,400. From the tribe of Ephraim, son of Joseph, 40,500. From the tribe of Manasseh, son of Joseph, 32,200. From the tribe of Benjamin, 35,400. From the tribe of Dan, 62,700. From the tribe of Asher, 41,500. From the tribe of Naphtali, 53,400. These were the men counted by Moses and Aaron and the 12 leaders of Israel, all listed according to their ancestral descent. They were counted by families, all the men of Israel who were 20 years old or older and able to go to war. The total number was 603,550. But this did not include the total of the Levites. For the Lord had said to Moses, exempt the tribe of Levi from the census. Do not include them when you count the rest of the Israelites. You must put the Levites in charge of the tabernacle of the covenant, along with its furnishings and equipment. They must carry the tabernacle and its equipment as you travel, and they must care for it and camp around it. Whenever the tabernacle is moved, the Levites will take it down and set it up again. Anyone else who goes too near the tabernacle will be executed. Each tribe of Israel will have a designated camping area with its own family banner. But the Levites will camp around the tabernacle of the covenant to offer the people of Israel protection from the Lord's fierce anger. The Levites are responsible to stand guard around the tabernacle. So the Israelites did everything just as the Lord had commanded Moses. That's the end of today's reading. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and tell your friends about it. As we leave today, I pray blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen and amen. God bless you, dear friends. Thank you.